Hey everyone, and welcome to the Home Hour. This is the show where we talk about your life, your kids, parenting, family, food, and everything that goes on inside your four walls. I'm Megan Francis, your host, mom of five, and creator of the Happiest Home blog. And today we have a very special holiday episode. I'm here with managing editor Sarah Powers, who is a regular guest on the show, and we're just going to kind of chat about the holidays. Um, Christmas is, I don't know, Sarah, a week away? What day is it? Yeah, what it's day a week is, away. Where, where are we? <laughs> and, yeah, what, what am I doing? And what, <laughs> yeah, what a week got, from tomorrow. A week, a week from, from tomorrow. tomorrow. And by the time this goes up, it will be right. a week. It'll be a week. So awesome. Um, we uh, are definitely in the thick of it and have had some other things going on in our lives that have made things just interesting. And so we're going to talk about that today. But first, how are you doing, Sarah? I'm good. I'm good. We're hanging in there. Like How's Christmas in California? My husband is so jealous of you. Oh, he it's talks pretty about it awesome. It's what it's kind of what I grew up with. So it's like we think that it it, it feels weird when you come to California and you're used to a white Christmas and all right. that. But it's not weird to me because it's what I grew up with. So and, and gets, how is this different than what this time of year would have been like in Arizona? It's actually pretty similar. Winters are really similar between we're in Southern California and I was in um, Phoenix area before and the winters are pretty similar. Summers are obviously way hotter in Arizona. So we, um, and Arizona winters are actually a little bit colder even freezes at night there. Oh. It doesn't really freeze at night here. So like right now we have rain and it feels cold, but it's not cold <laughs> compared to where you are. Right, right. Like it'll be like 62 today and it's kind of overcast and everyone has their boots on so now if you wanted to get to truly cold weather how far would you have to travel not far so um like where we are we're in orange county southern california so big bear mountains or big bear the big bear kind of like ski area is Mm -hmm. like two hours away um and other people in southern california go to mammoth um which i think is more kind of la and santa barbara where i grew up people go to mammoth but that's farther north um But still, like, depends on how much good skiing you want versus just, I just want to be cold. (laughs) So two, two, two and a half, and then, you know, farther if you're looking for a particular mountain. So it's not bad. And Arizona was the same. We had Flagstaff, which is really fun for winter, winter loving people. Oh my goodness. So you basically in California, you do have everything. Yeah. Yeah. Including, (laughs) including the cost of living. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) We don't have that in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Are you, is there snow on the ground right now for you? No, there's not. It's, uh, you know, this is a weird time of year here. I have to say, um, I grew up in Northern Michigan, of course, in the upper peninsula and there was just snow. I mean like November it snowed and it did not, it didn't melt. It was just there. Now, I don't know if that was just the time of life or the, you know, the time of history that we were in that it was like that, or if it's like that, I don't know if they have, you know, a foot of snow on the ground right now up in Sault Ste. Marie. I'm really not sure. Um, but down here, you know, up until Christmas and sometimes after Christmas, it's sometimes just really, you know, you know, you lived in Chicago. Yeah. Sometimes it's yep. just not snowy. And yep. we've had a couple of snows, decent snows, but right. now today, uh, yesterday it was like 45 degrees. The day before right. that it was like 50. So everything's melted. It's very, right. very gray. This is a gray time of year. Yeah. Um, is it rain? Has it been it's, rainy? It's been a little rain. Yeah. But it's getting cold again. So oh. I figure by the weekend we're going to have a nice freeze. I'm just hoping, you know, when I say nice, I'm, I'm kind of being um, a little facetious. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just hoping that um, after the freeze, it, you know, there's going to be some snow. Because to me, the snow is what I want. I don't really right. want gray skies, cold right. weather, and, and right. freezing rain and right. ice all over the ground. So. Right. I'm really hoping for a white Christmas. <clears throat> Last year we did have a white Christmas and it kind of melted a little bit. And then I'm trying to think when, what happened. Then it was like, that was when Snowmageddon started. 
Now, do your kids care about like a white Christmas? Do they get excited for snow still? Yeah, or they do. They, just they not still care? do. They, they still. get excited. I mean, the, you know, it, it wears off after a while. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, the joy. For Unless they yeah. think they're going to get a snow day out of it. And they're, right, that's and true. often they're just so overly optimistic about that. It cracks me up. They're like, right. oh, look, it's going to snow. <laughs> they're going to have a snow day. And I said, well, you know, the weather's calling for like an inch. So not likely. Um, right. And they'll wake up in the morning and still be all disappointed. And I have to say last year we had so many snow. I think we had nine yeah, snow days. Yeah, I remember. Oh, my gosh. Um, that was really fun in the morning getting to tell the kids. Yeah. You know, oh. I, I would just text the bigger kids from bed yeah. because they would yeah. already be awake, like Dang. holding their phones waiting. <laughs> and I would just text like snow day. And then I'd hear woohoo from upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd go up and tell the little kids a little bit later. And um, that was really fun to kind of get. It was like being Santa Claus you know, yeah. all winter long and just Nine being times. able to randomly give out that gift. It was kind of fun. And well, it was. Because I, I moved to the winter. I moved to Chicago in college. So I feel like I was a little kid like in college. So I didn't know if that kind of wears out, like if you just get over it. But I still, I mean, in into my 20s when I lived there, I just would get so excited for snow. Not a snow yeah. day. We never once in four years at Northwestern had anything canceled for snow. I don't think they do because you can just walk. It doesn't right, matter. Right, cold. Right. I mean, it should have been canceled for cold. For cold, times, yeah. But it wasn't. And last it year wasn't. they had some really, really cold temperatures in Chicago and apparently yeah. they're going to this year again. We, on this side of the lake, we we got the snow and not the and not as much of the frigid bitter. temps. Yeah, um, all they my friends' houses were like caving in because of the ice, like the weight yeah. of the ice. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to go back to that. That was bad. <laughs> but I will say, you know, one thing that was super great about last winter is that <clears throat> life just kind of shut down for everybody and everybody was in the same boat. So it was yep. kind of fun in a way. You know, it's like school events were canceled, sporting events were canceled. Right. You would just kind of bundle everybody up. And if you could get to someone's house that lived nearby you and yep. just sit around and, you know, everyone would talk. And I have to say there was something kind of fun and special about it. It just lasted yeah. a little long. Yeah. If it could yeah. have been just January and February, that would yeah. be great. So, <laughs> anyway, moving on to this Christmas, we both have some interesting things going on, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, why don't you talk about what you're doing this weekend? Okay, so I um, am in a musical. Um, if you've been reading the blog for a while, and I think I've even maybe talked about it on the podcast before, um, I have a history of doing musical theater. It was something that I did a lot when I was younger and when I just had the one baby and was staying home with him. I did shows at night. That was a way for me to get out of the house and meet people. Uh, and then I had, you know, like two, three, four, five kids and just stopped. Um, so this year I decided that this would kind of be my return to that again. And I did a show in, G in June and I was a chorus member and that was fun, pretty laid, laid back. Um, and then I tried out for their Christmas program play and I got the lead. So it's a, it's called the Christmas schooner and it's about, um, a real life. It's well, loosely based on real life. I'm not exactly sure how true the story is, but about the Stossel family who lived in the upper peninsula in Manistique, Michigan. And the husband was a sailor, um, captain, okay. and he brought Christmas trees across Lake Michigan to the people of Chicago who were okay. right in the middle of the industrial times there and just huh? didn't really have access to Christmas trees. And a lot of them were German immigrants. Okay. When, what's the year? When does it take place? 1881, I believe. Okay. Um, who didn't have access to evergreens there. They just weren't huh? around. And there was a lot of German families there. Um, and, and that was a big part of their tradition, mm -hmm. but also other families that was becoming part of their tradition. And so, uh, you know, of other backgrounds. So it's a really, it's, it's kind of, it's family friendly, but it's definitely got some darker moments and, and it's not a kid's show. Um, okay. the humor is, you know, it's not like raw body at all, right. but it's, it's, it's a little more it's sophisticated. Adult. Yeah. It's adult. Yeah. But kids could definitely watch it and enjoy the show. And now will Clara come? Clara's going to come to a dress rehearsal tonight okay. or tomorrow. There's no way she could sit through the whole show. Um, right. But the boys are all coming on Saturday. Okay. So 
That is going to be Friday, Saturday, Friday and Saturday nights and Sunday afternoon. So we are in what's called tech week right now. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know what that is because if you're a dance background. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for those who don't know, tech week is essentially, you just live at the theater and the first for us, for this show, the first two full rehearsals are basically, you're just, they're just figuring out the lights. Yep. Um, and to some extent the sound and yeah. And like where to move the set pieces. And we've rehearsed (laughs) in a small space. We're performing this on a, um, on the college, on the college's like professional stage. So it's huge and it's really cool. I've never performed on a stage this legit before. It's, you know, it's got the great sound system and it's big and it's got this huge audience and stuff like that. But the challenge now is we moved from this tiny rehearsal space to this huge. So, you know, for example, I used to be able to get off stage and dump like, you know, some, um, some props and grab some other props and get back on stage and in, in in a matter of two or three lines. Now it's like I'm making this right. acre long trek to get to the prop table. So that's not going to work. So it's like a lot right. of that kind of stuff. Right. And there's a lot of just standing around waiting for them to figure out the lighting. I mean, yes. it's so much standing. Yes. Yeah. So it's frustrating because I just want to run the show already. And yeah. And you have, other, it's not like you don't have other things going on in your life. I don't know right. how, like, oh well, for in the dance world, nutcrackers are also this time of year. So I spent many a Christmas leading up to Christmas in the theater too, but I not ever have after having kids, you know, through my twenties, yeah. but there's just a lot else going on this time right. of year. And so when you're logging that many hours at the theater, yeah. It's a, yeah well, and know. I've had to be really creative. So, you know, usually I would do Christmas, like for example, usually we would decorate the tree on a, on a Sunday afternoon. Um, this year we did it right after school on Monday because mm-hmm. I knew yeah. that I had rehearsal that night. And right. so we've had to kind of squeeze in watching our shows and things like that into times when I didn't have rehearsal. This week is basically just a write-off. My mother-in-law yeah. is coming tonight oh, to sit with good. the kids. I do have teenagers, which makes it easier. And yeah. my son has been great about, you know, I'll make dinner before I go. And then he serves it up. And, and then John gets home from work. And they kind of so – he settles the kids in. Um, and then we're going to have to just kind of cram a lot of stuff into Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and yeah. Thursday of next week. And that's fine. I, I'm feeling yeah. okay about that. I mean – I look at the holiday, and we've talked about this before, as something that it doesn't have to end on December 25th, um, mm-hmm. especially years like this when school doesn't get out until right. later. Right, yeah. You know, sometimes it's a little earlier, and I feel like right. you get more lead up, but when it's <clears throat> yeah. really just a few days before Christmas that school gets out, I feel like I want to use that. Otherwise, it's mm-hmm. just sitting around twiddling your thumbs for two weeks right. um, afterwards. So, yeah, so I'm really... I'm really allowing myself to kind of extend the season and mm-hmm. we're going to have a very lazy holiday mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a nice way to lead into it. But, but anyway, it's been a lot of rehearsing. Um, That's so exciting. And it's I very, can't wait very to exciting. See pictures. I wish yeah. I could come. I know. I know. I wish you could too. Maybe if there, if there's good video clips, I'll put them online, but I yeah, feel like definitely. sometimes the video clips just don't do the show justice. You know, like no. the lighting looks weird and it's just, you know, yeah, it's not great. So so tell us about, you've had some, some yeah, we had, fun upheaval we had a, in your life. Tell us about last that. Last few weeks. So, um, well, I was laughing about the Christmas tree and decorating it when you normally do because I, um, we finally got ours yesterday, which isn't that late, I guess. I mean, yesterday was the 16th. Feel, felt late to me. We have this great big front window that I, when we moved into this house in August, it was like, that's where the tree is going. Yeah. So to make a very long story short, um, the week before Thanksgiving, my mother-in-law was visiting from Connecticut, and she was just here for a few days. She wasn't going to stay through Thanksgiving. And the night before she was scheduled to fly back to Connecticut, she slipped and fell in our family room. Total fluke. Like, nothing. She didn't fall down the stairs. She's 62 and in great health, so it's not like a frail old lady. And right. she broke broke her femur, like a bad break, like, like legit. Um mm. 
And so there was like, you know, an ambulance at my house and she was taken to the hospital, had surgery, like nine pins and a rod in her femur, was in the hospital for a week and then was in like recuperating at our house for I think another two and a half weeks. She was gone from her home for four weeks, but the first few days of that was just the visit and then the hospital stay and then our house. So the twist was uh, that we don't have a bedroom or a full bath downstairs. We have all, everything's upstairs in our house. And so since she couldn't climb stairs, um, we had a rented hospital bed in our living room um, with my mother-in-law living in it um, for almost three weeks. So she stayed for Thanksgiving. And now that it's all over, it is definitely like one of those years that we'll just look back and it's funny stories. And, you know, there were some parts that were really sweet. She got a lot of extra time with the kids and she would read with them. And we joked about decorating her hospital bed as our Christmas tree because it was right where the tree was going to go. And she's doing great. She was able to fly back home on a week ago today. So last Wednesday. Um, but it definitely like shifted everything. It was like having a fourth kid and she and I joked about it. We get along great. And she was a great patient, but we joked that it was like a fourth kid. Um, Mm -hmm. and I told her at least she said, please. And thank you more than my other kids do for, you know, bringing her her lunch. But you know, it was just, it was that much extra on our family during what was then lead up to Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, which we hosted um, and had other family members come in. um, And then for about two weeks after that. So um, anyway, just I still feel like I'm still recovering from that. Mm. And even from hosting Thanksgiving, which is like silly because my Christmas guests arrive literally like next week. And I just feel like I like my Thanksgiving was really mellow and my family was really mellow. So there wasn't like any one thing that was stressful. I just feel like the little bit of incremental increase in laundry and dishes, it like, it just, it's like not one, it's like not one, like not one day of catching up could really take Right. No, I totally know what you mean. And I'm just like this year, I'm just really trying to like, be like, who cares? You know, Mm -hmm. like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but I just still do feel like I'm recovering from Thanksgiving and it is now almost Christmas. So, you know, it's funny because um, <laughs> I well, I and I think we maybe even talked about this in our Thanksgiving episode yeah. that I had people here for Halloween. Like I had a house full of yeah. guests and then we immediately after that went on um, vacation. Right. And then we got back and it was almost Thanksgiving. It was like we hardly had any time. And. I feel like I was still digging out and I was right in the middle of that house cleaning challenge. So the house yeah. did get really, really clean right, right around that time. I think right before Thanksgiving, but I, I had to do so much work just to get to that point. It wasn't just the deep cleaning. It was all the crap. Like you said, yeah. like the extra laundry and the towels right. and right. things not in the places that they usually would be because we right. moved them around for guests. And then we had Thanksgiving and um, kind of the same deal. And then, you know, now we're getting into the Christmas holiday and my house is a disaster. Now, part yeah. of it is I just haven't been like around to right. clean as much as I usually would be. But I also have this feeling like what you mentioned about the tree. Um, you know, we often don't get our tree until a little bit later because we like to leave it up till the end of winter break and I don't yes. like needles everywhere. Right. John went to the lot that we usually go to and I and it was funny because you put out on Facebook something like, can someone just tell me where I can <laughs> yeah, get a decent like, tree? I'm not going to a lot. farm. Just like tell me a yeah. lot. I can get a tree. <laughs> Um, and that's what we do too. We we just don't right yeah. now in our lives. We just don't do yeah. the Christmas tree farm thing. We have a lot that we go to. We know it's there. It's still right. fun. It's our tradition. Right. So there. Right. So we go there, and John texts me, or usually he takes the boys and gets the tree, and then I'm in charge of um, decorating with the kids, and he puts the lights on. So we kind of have our roles. And I said, you know, or he texted me and said, "There's four trees here, four, and they look <laughs> awful." 
And then he went to he went to the store and he said on his way back all the four trees were gone. So I don't know if people are if there's a Christmas tree shortage, or if people are just jumping on it earlier this year or something. I felt super behind the ball, and he just went on the 14th. I mean, I don't feel like that's that late. No, I don't think it's that late. It's like maybe a week later. I never like it. To, I don't do a Thanksgiving weekend by any means, or even the very beginning. But usually, whatever like the second weekend right. in December is about right for us. Um, we happened to be out of town this last weekend, which even pushed it even more right. forward. But I think, yeah, for me, it was also that I couldn't put a tree. Because right. you had a mother-in-law? Like, yeah. You had a mother-in-law on the shelf? And then, the, yeah, she was like the mother-in-law on the shelf. And then the, the bed people didn't come to pick up the bed for like three oh, days when man. they were supposed to. So it like, it just was all drawn out. But, um, you know, and, and it's hard to do it on a weeknight. Yeah, um, we did. We pulled it off, but it yeah. was like, it was like. It's not it ideal though, right? A, it was not a Norman Rockwell, like painting worthy exactly <laughs> well so then john did end up having to go find a christmas tree farm which is hysterical i mean and we're trying to make this like a quick thing and he went and he just took the boys i wasn't even with him it was like just, just we're not having any fun here let's just get the tree kids Bring home the tree. You know? we're not doing a hayride no you can't have hot chocolate so anyway it worked out we have a beautiful tree the kids and i decorated it after school one day this week um and also it just so happens that my husband's you know we're both self-employed and his workload this week has been insane so it's just because it's like before, right before the holiday, everyone wants to leave and everyone wants right. their computers working and stuff. Right. He does IT. So um, he's just had a lot going on. Oh, it's been crazy. But it's, you know, I have to say that um, I've really been in this great sort of winter hibernation mode the last few years where I don't really go anywhere or do anything at night. I just kind of right. settle in. I cook, you know, I sit around yep. with the kids and it's kind of been a little nice to be shaken out of that a bit. And I feel like yeah. my kids are old enough now that they can manage it. You know, a year yes. ago, Clara would have been right. holding my knees and sobbing at the door when I leave. And now right. she's like, bye mom, have fun. Right. I'll be just drawing right. in the corner. And I get home and she's always drawing me a picture or something right. like that. Oh, it's just great. a very, the, the kids take it in stride now. And I know everyone can handle it on my end. So that right. makes me feel really good about, like I can just leave and go have fun. And right. I'm meeting different people and it's just, it's a lot of fun. And, and it's something yeah. that um, I think after all this kind of being, I don't want to say homebound because that makes it seem like yeah. I don't have a choice. I've been a homebody for a yeah. long time, you yeah. know, kind of out of yeah. – for survival. Yeah, <laughs> and know? it is good. I mean, it is good to remember, too, that the like the kids are increasingly more capable. So things right. that weren't possible are then possible. That's right. how it works. Exactly. That's how it works. And it goes really fast. I mean, you'll, yeah. you'll be in that stage where you have that clingy toddler or preschooler and you'll think, I'm never going to leave the house. And then a year goes by, which, you know, the older I get – I feel like a year is a month now. I'm seriously, right. when right. I pulled out the Christmas bins, I was, my mind was boggled. I'm thinking, yeah. I just put these away. It feels like I just wrapped up all these decorations. Yeah. So anyway, the time goes so fast. Ugh, yeah. Where does it go? Crazy. It sound like a cliche. I know. It's true though. I know. It really is. Okay. So what else do we have going on right now? What do you got going on? So you're well, leading into your holiday. What's, what's that going to look like for you? Yeah, so I feel like we're just the last couple of days of crazy, and then it should calm way down. So we traveled this last weekend, which was really fun. We went up to Santa Barbara, which is where I grew up. So um, that was fun. And I think we're going to talk about travel with kids in a yeah, minute, which yep. is going to be good. But I, I almost feel like we're – it's not that it's easy yet, but it is easier than it used to be with travel. So we were out of town, um, and then the, this is just the last few days of school. So my four-year-old has a preschool play tonight, which is maybe going to be the cutest thing oh ever. God. Yeah, He's you're – he is the narrator, oh, so that hmm. is going to be <laughs> pretty awesome. Um, so tonight, the, and then, and then it's just a couple more days of school, and then I feel like it'll mellow way out. Yeah. So we don't have a lot. Um, my family, just my immediate family, my 
brother and sister, my sister's boyfriend, and my parents are coming next week. Um, and we'll just be here for Christmas. So we don't have, this is new town for us. So we don't have like a bunch of, we're not like, we don't really go out a lot when my, mm-hmm. when the family's here, we play cards at home and put the kids to bed still relatively early, which is like my preference. Cause then we have some grown up time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, no, like no real plans next week, which will be great. So it's kind of been crazy and then it's just going to drop off and be super mellow. That's kind um, of yeah. Too. So I don't even know what we're going to do Christmas Eve. Like we have no, um, plans. I don't know. Do you do a No, you guys go, do you do a fancier dinner? Like, do you do, do you do a, in terms of meals? Do you do a bigger meal on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or Christmas both? Christmas Day, but even then, it's yeah. not super fancy. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably do a ham because it's easy. Right. Although we just had ham just because it was on sale. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a spiral ham this week just because everyone loves ham, and nice. it was really cheap. So I was like, "Hey, kids!" Yeah. And also because I knew Very I could good. just leave it in the fridge and they could just kind of pick off of it all oh. week, you know. Yeah. So, um, but we'll probably do another one, or maybe, you know, I don't know. Like we talked about my my feelings about turkey. I'm a yeah. once a year turkey person. Yeah. So. No, we don't do turkey. My dad loves a good roast, like a roast yeah. beef. Mm-hmm. So we, that's not my thing at all. Like my dad loves to do it. And my, both my dad and my husband both love to cook. So they're almost like, let them do the meat thing. And then we'll just do whatever we feel like. There's right. no expectations, no food traditions really, except that they, yeah. they yeah. that's kind of a treat for them. So yeah, well, yeah. we have probably the fancier meal for us is when we get together with John's mom. Um, okay. And this year, it just so happens that it's different every year because it kind of depends on when everyone can come. But this year, it just so happens we're doing that on Monday and Tuesday. And often, um, she'll get prime rib. Oh, yeah. Which nice. we generally don't purchase because it's right. <laughs> it's not a, not a Tuesday. Not in the budget. Um, but she'll get that. And so we'll do something like a little fancier on Tuesday or Monday or Monday or Tuesday. I'm not sure which day. So then it's like, we don't really need to do another big meal. Right. Um, I'm thinking about maybe something this year, doing something just different. I don't know what. You know, yeah. something, it's just us anyway. We don't have anybody yeah. over on Christmas. So something easy where I'm not in the kitchen cooking on Christmas because really I like to, as I've told you, sit around in my pajamas on yeah. Christmas. Um, as we should. As we what about should. Christmas Eve? Will you guys go we, out? Um, we usually go to church with my um, sister-in-law. Her mom is a priest. Okay. And the Episcopal Church about 30 minutes from here. We usually go okay. there on Christmas Eve and the kids are... Um, do this really kind of just informal nativity play. It's not like nice. anything they have to rehearse for. Yeah. Um, I don't know this year. And then we go to pizza. We go out and get nice. pizza. And oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I think did awesome. I tell you the story last year about how we used I to always so. go to this one place and then they closed it for a, for an employee yes. thing. And we were all just kind of standing with our noses <laughs> Looking in the window. pressed against the window like, but, but this was our place. Oh. So I don't know what we're going to do this year. And honestly, I've been so busy. I'm kind of... I'm kind of throwing around the idea of maybe not doing the church thing this year, which uh, it feels weird to even think about that. Just right. Because I love church on Christmas Eve. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's just, uh, I just, I've had so many busy. Yeah. Evenings. And it makes everything so late. I feel like it, it does. does. Like it does. It's, um, Christmas Eve is like, it, I mean, I think I love it. Most people love it, but mm-hmm. it does. It's a very few hours to squeeze it, in. It like, really, it really all is. Of the meaningful things. Like, I know. I know. Let's and, read a story. Like, and that's, quick, and let's... the church is half an hour away. We could go to right. a five o'clock service around here. Right. And that would be easier, I think. Right. And so I don't know. I'm tossing, I'm trying to be flexible, you know, like everything doesn't always have to be exactly the same every year. Like right, right now things are different for a variety of positive reasons. So yep. things no. might shift and that's okay. That doesn't mean we can't go back to doing it that way next year either. You know, I, so. I'm the same. And my kids are really young. So like yeah. I, for me, it's about not like stressing out my kids, unless it was something that was like a total non-negotiable for me, which if it is, then that's great. We'll all pull together. But 
in general, if I can keep them kind of like mellow and having fun, then everybody is happy. So yeah, I'm no, just, I agree. there's just not a lot that would be that fun to go do. Um, we don't have a church here, so right. we'll just be at home. And I have, I have, yeah, I have no like set plans for Christmas Eve. Maybe that's a mistake. So no, far. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> it's good because you can always find something to do, right? I mean, yeah. you can watch something, put on a movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's plenty. Of, do a board game, play, do a puzzle, whatever. Yes. Do all your yes. stuff earlier than you exactly. would have. Exactly. exactly. <clears throat> you know what I have to say is probably one of the most stressful things about Christmas Eve historically for me is finding all of the boys' shoes. <laughs> so, like dress shoes? Like yes. if you have to... <laughs> we must have 35 pair of black boys' dress shoes in this house. Right. And I never get rid of them because I have right. all these other boys and I can... Right you know, theoretically pass them down. So the, right. sh- the shoes get held on to. The problem is they all look vaguely the same. Right. So they get matched up wrong. Right. And okay. I pull them all okay. out and you never can find the match to the one that actually fits right. the kid. And the ones you can right. find matches for somehow don't fit anyone. But next year right. when they would have fit someone, I promise you, you yeah, will not you find both shoes. So there's <laughs> awesome. this mad dash where we're like lining up shoes all over the house, trying <laughs> to figure out which shows, shoes go to which kids. And not each of, not all of our kids have like great closet space. So all of their dress clothes are in one big closet um in the bigger bedroom upstairs and so we pull everything out lay it out and it's always like oh man I so thought that shirt was gonna fit you but your belly is showing you know so then it's like right. all this it's that is the most frustrating part that is really funny I Which, and I want everyone to look nice I mean I have a hard time showing up at church in jeans I know that's just yeah. a maybe it's my my no, upbringing I, yeah. or something it's, but yes I get it oh my gosh especially on Christmas Eve I want everyone to look super nice but it, that is a stressor. And, you know, then I'm, like, not really with the Christmas spirit because I'm like, could you just look – just go look at, under your bed. What did you do last year when you took your shoes off? What did you do with them? Where Girl. are they? And then you'll find it, like, exactly. you know, the day after oh, yeah. Christmas. Exactly. Yes. Totally. So that's probably one of those things with some planning and organization um, that I could – manage better but it's such a but rare I feel thing like that my kids even the best shoes. planners it's just there's always something that you're looking I feel like so this is a side uh you know digression but teachers well, I don't go overboard on teacher stuff at all right. I don't really even get teacher gifts but sometimes I might do a gift card mm-hmm. and I always want to write them a nice note because I always in theory feel like they don't need a coffee mug you know we've no, all kind no, of like no, heard no, no. yeah so I'm like but I would like to write them a nice card and Mm -hmm. I always have like I got a gift card this year to Barnes and Noble I always have it like two weeks in advance and without fail I know when the last day of school is I am like writing the card that I wanted it to be like you know a nice note meaningful like throwing it out the car window (laughs) on the last day before break or the last day same with summer like it sneaks up on you I know that I'm not, I don't do elaborate teacher gifts. It's just not my thing. But I, I still wanted to write a nice note. Like, what is so hard about doing that, like, the day before and not the morning of? So. Because you've got all this other stuff going on and it's just not time. And you just mind. think, it just doesn't seem like a big time consuming thing. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm the same way. But te- I'm always, the teacher gift thing, I'm like, oh, oh no, wait, today's <laughs> Thursday. That means tomorrow's the last day. Whoops, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I'm like that about a lot of stuff. You know, I know it's coming. I know it's there. I yeah. see it on the calendar. Yeah. I mean, I know how to do, you know, add days up. It's yeah. like I can count. But yeah. it just, for whatever reason, that stuff like that often tends to yep. get left. And with the end, you know, another thing is with the kids' shoes um, example, um, and this applies to a lot of stuff, as your kids get older, at some point you kind of have to put them in charge of things. You know, you can't just yes. micromanage everything. Yeah. And I don't want to be that mom. I don't want to be the one who has this crazy organizing system and no one's allowed to touch it. And, you right. know, it, it's like right. all – because I've 
I just have too dang many kids. I just, right. I can't do that. But when you put kids in charge of stuff, things go wrong. Right. Inevitably. Right. There's so a you, bigger margin for error. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's the margin is, it's pretty generous. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think it, at some point I just have to kind of let those things go. And if one kid ends up in sneakers, it's not the end of the world. And I, I know that and I'm okay with that. It's just, it's frustrating because I'm looking around at, at the combined total of dollars spent right. on these shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and not, you know, now my two older sons wear bigger shoes than their dad does. Oh my gosh. My oldest is in a size 10. Oh my gosh. So they're in like real man shoes, which yeah. are not cheap. Not cheap. Especially, you. yeah. Especially nice ones. So oh, anyway, we yeah. don't have to talk about shoes anymore, but I bet shoes. you a lot of people are relating right now. If yeah. You are, drop us <laughs> running note, around. Let us know how you or feel if, about or dress if you have shoes. California children, then they just refuse to wear socks, which is what my children do. Like now it's a little colder here yeah. and Violet won't wear, she won't wear shoes or socks at all, basically. Like mm-hmm. I have to carry them around in my purse so that I can put them on her at like the times when you absolutely have to wear shoes, but she takes them off in the car seat and won't oh, yeah. put them on. So I don't even know how that would work. In you know a what, cold though? I have to place, say, but... girls are so much easier when it comes to dress shoes. Like, I took Claire to see the Nutcracker on Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, she had this cute party dress, little black with uh, white and red polka dots on it. Very festive, but not super fancy, you know? Right. I had no fewer than three pair of shoes that she could choose, just that right. we already had. Yeah. Mary and Jane's, you know, I those little sparkly like really ones. cute Mary Boots. Jane's now that are like sneakers, kind of. Yeah, like this no, shirt. she has a pair of those. But yeah, they have little sparkles awesome. on them. And I was like, wow, she already has. And we didn't even buy most of them. They were handed down. It was just we, her shoe collection. And she'll use all of those shoes, too. It's not like she'll wear the Mary Janes once and then never yeah. wear them again. Or if she had sparkly ballet slippers, she'll wear yeah. those every day. It's not, you know, so right. it's right. just a totally different thing. Yes. Hey, speaking of the Nutcracker, what um, what parts have you danced in that? Just curious. Um, I have done Snow Queen. I've done the girl doll in the party scene, like the like the yeah, wind up yeah, doll. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've logged many, many, many nutcrackers of just being in the core for snow. Mm. Like if you're in the core, it's usually snow and waltz of the flowers. Um, I've been in, I've done Spanish when it was in that version. It was a quartet of girls, so it wasn't. Sometimes it's a duet, male female duet. Sometimes it's a female solo. So I've done Spanish, the Spanish doll. Um, mm. But it was it was not a solo. It was four. What else have I done? Doll, Snow, Snow Queen, Snow Core, Flower Core. I think I've never been Sugar Plum Fairy in the. I mean, in the versions that I have been in, that was yeah, always yeah. Um, yeah. usually a superstar brought yes. in. Um, <laughs> so I guess Snow Queen would have been like the biggest of the solos that That's I did. Fun. And I usually did like in Chicago, it would have been like the bigger suburban nutcrackers where mm-hmm. they were bringing in. So, so it would be like a studio of kids, students, and their teenagers would be the core. And then they would bring in professionals for the soloists, solo parts. Right. Um, and so that would, well, that was me in those years. And growing up when I was a kid, there were already a couple big nutcrackers in the town where I grew up. So my dance studio did a ballet version of Twas the Night Before Christmas, which oh, was fun. cute. It wasn't as familiar. Like people weren't like, oh my gosh, I know that one. You know, Nutcracker yeah. is so well known. So I actually didn't really do Nutcrackers as a kid growing up. We had another Christmas ballet. Oh. Um, but then once I was doing like, you know, professional and even in college, I think I guessed guest artist in different Nutcrackers. So cool. Yeah, yeah. I liked the um, version we saw this year. It was up in Grand Rapids and we've gone to that one before, but they re- sort of reimagined it this year. Cool. And yeah. they had... Um, 
Do you know uh, Chris Van uh, Chris Van Ellsberg? He wrote the Polar Express. Or yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Illustrated. Well, he's from Grand yeah. Rapids. Oh wow! And he did the set design. Oh, so cool. it looked like this huge storybook. Oh, it was really awesome. awesome. And they added just enough. I'm not going to say special effects. That's not the right word. It wasn't right. like CGI or anything. But some of the stuff, like when the tree grows, yeah. that was computerized. And they and it was oh, really cool. cool. Like they made it kind of look like it took over the entire stage because um, awesome. it took over the whole backdrop. I think stuff like that, just a little bit of that kind of kept wow. the girls a little more totally. engaged because Clara's five and Ruby, her cousin, is seven and so it is a long show, you yeah. know? Yeah. And there's really boring parts. Like there's, there I are. mean, for, yeah. So, um, I think the second act is usually more interesting for it kids. Is. The first act is just a lot of like the same room. I mean, the party scene is just really it's long. long. Yeah. And so, and if you don't know the story, if you know the story and can follow along a little bit, but yeah, it's really Well, luckily long. the third grade at their school does like a little, like 45 minute musical version of it every year of the Nutcracker, mm -hmm. but it mostly is like act two. Okay. Um, yeah. It's like a five minute, you know, party scene and then they go right into the act two stuff. But the girls were kind of, cause they'd just seen that and Owen was actually in it. So, um, he was one of the Chinese tea dancers. Oh, oh he was so stinking cute. Oh. Um, but that they kind of could follow along, but you know, yeah. even I sometimes, cause it was really dark and I couldn't look at my program and I'm an obsessive yeah. program checker. Like I really yeah, I, like to know where I am, I am too. in any production. So I'll have it in my lap and like I'm squinting Yeah, and I couldn't read it at all. It was way too dark. So even even though I've seen it many times, there were times where I'm like, which people are these again? Like, yeah. some girls in tutus. I'm really, <laughs> I'm having a hard time figuring out yeah. who these people are. And what is the scene? Okay, I guess you would call this the climax of the, it's like right before they go back to the party um, and uh -huh. Claire or Marie wakes up. Um, and it's like, da -da -da -da, na -na 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 -na. People are probably uh, listening to this right now like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I know the music. So are you asking what's happening on yeah, stage? Yeah, well, it's like the prince or whatever, but who's yes. the girl? Well, it depends on – so it, that, that's probably Sugar Plum Fairy, right? Like the big – the grand pas de deux or whatever is Sugar Plum Fairy and her cavalier, which could be – in some versions, it is the Nutcracker, depending on, depending on if they cast the Nutcracker oh. as, as a, like a male dancer. Sometimes the Nutcracker is like – a kid or a teenager, it really depends. There's so many ways to do it. But the okay. big the big finale, the grand pas de deux in ballet terms, is the sugar plum fairy and her cavalier, which is sometimes just a male dancer, but could be could be the nutcracker also, depending on how okay. they tell that story. All right. But yeah, we were, also up, we were also up in the cheap seats, so <laughs> yes, it's, and that's really hard for kids too. I think like, when they can't like, who see are what's you? Going on. I think I told you this. One of my ballet teachers in college was had come down from Grand Rapids and had been artistic director of Grand Rapids Ballet with his oh, wife, yeah. and then they came to Chicago, and she was ballet mistress for the Joffrey, and he was my ballet teacher oh, at Northwestern. Awesome. Small world. It really is. Okay, well, enough talking about shoes and ballet. And ballet. Like, right, and I, th I thought that was fascinating. And I don't yeah. need to hum or anything more in this, yeah. on this episode. Or try to, you know, sing a little portion of music just to see, yes. like, you could have You need to save your voice thing. anyway. I know, I know. I probably do. <laughs> anyway, so should we talk about travel? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I always feel funny talking about traveling with kids at this time of year since I'm not planning on doing any, but you I know, do traveling. You and I are going to be sitting in our pajamas <laughs> for the next two weeks. Let's but talk I, about all you other people. But I know that travel. that's a reality for a lot of people. And, yes. and um, we've both done it. We've both I. done it, and I'll do it other times of the yes, year. So, exactly. so you're, you know, you're in this place right now with little kids. So yes. what are your sort of strategies for traveling 
Well, it's funny. I have done way more plane rides than I have road trips. And I think you might kind of be the opposite, or yeah, at least when your sure. kids were little, you guys drove more. So um, I, for some reason, road trips with small kids stress me out. And you can probably talk about it, but I don't think there's any reason for that. It's just that I've done more airplane rides. So right. maybe I'll talk about airplane rides. But yeah, do that. Pretty much the worst time to fly with kids, the worst ages, I think, is from crawling, from whenever they can crawl to whenever they can sit and watch a, a movie for, like, say, 45 minutes or longer, which it's to me is, like... the hardest time of, ev- of yes, everything, much, parenting? Yeah, yeah pretty okay. much in life. <laughs> but flying, especially, because yeah. they... Yeah. So from, like, nine, say, nine months to two, basically. And um, that is just, I feel like, the hardest time to fly with kids. And I don't even know what my tips and strategies are for that except just like grin and bear it because it is not that long whatever your flight I mean we've done we've done west coast to east coast flights so those are like five and a half hours and um, we did one this summer at exactly 18 months for Violet which if you had to give me like an age that would be the worst to do a Mm cross-country flight that would probably be it and you know you get through it I think I build it up in my head so much ahead of time um, that you just have to know, like, this will end, like, no matter what happens, like the worst <laughs> that it is only five hours, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's really good. Like, I think it's really good to be like, kind of aligned with your co-parent. I know I'm like, I'm such like the organizer and the taskmaster and kind of the like, micromanager of our travel that I think I sometimes like, don't bring Brian up to speed on like what I packed in the backpack and what like what my expectations are for who's gonna sit where and who gets which iPad and like that's all in my head like those are details that I think about and then if I don't kind of include him in that then it's not his fault but he just doesn't know what's going on and then I'm like barking at him like no he can't have that iPad because blah 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 you know doesn't have the right games on it you know so I think I mean I think that's one strategy that really helps us is we are literally like that couple that are like high-fiving like okay (laughs) get it like no and I think that can really help if you are like, because you, it takes two if you have two. If you have a co-parent flying with you, then I think that, that you got to, like, kind of be team a team up. and, yeah. you know, have a, have a pre-meeting, have a debrief. Um, I think babies are – babies, in retrospect, looking back, are almost the easiest to fly with. And I think when it's your first baby – it's so stressful. And there is a lot of gear. I think the mm. hardest part with babies is how much stuff, like, do I check? Do I bring the car seat on? Do I check the car seat? Do I have the stroller? I'm a big fan of bringing the stroller in the airport past security and gate checking the stroller. Even if we've done that on trips where we literally never used the stroller once we got to our destination, yeah. like, because you it needed was to get winter. through, you needed to get through all the stuff. Yeah, security. And even if the baby, like I've definitely had times where the baby's in a carrier, like I'm wearing yeah. the baby and we still have the stroller just because of how nice it is to, you know, be able to put stuff in it. Um, so I, I need to interject on that really yeah. quickly though. I had an experience last year where I was in security and the people in front of, I felt so bad for them. They had two little kids two like a toddler and a baby uh-huh. and their stroller would not fit through the thing, the conveyor thing. They made them like take the wheels off. Really? And all this stuff. I couldn't believe it. And I'm sitting behind them thinking. But they just feel it around the side and like. Well, right. Couldn't they just put it through? I I was so confused. I was like, why? why, why Oh my gosh. Couldn't you just run it through the the scanner? (laughs) I don't know if the scanner was broken. And I was thinking this is, I would be having like a meltdown, like sweating. So I don't know if there was a particular reason, like maybe the scanning machine wasn't working or maybe they, I don't know what it was all about. I don't know why they couldn't just check it, Um, but they didn't. And the parents looked like they wanted to, you know, 
yeah. die. So. Security is really hard. Security yeah. is really hard. There's always that moment with certain age kids where you have to take away their bottle or their milk or their sippy yes. or their lovey, like their blankie, and put it through security. <laughs> That's like a classic like parenting moment of like, because security is all, already so stressful. And then right. it's like, let me take away the one thing that you really want out of your hands and right. send it through like this mystery tunnel. Anyway, that's always a good one. Yeah, I feel like yeah, the yeah. hardest, like for me, it's kind of like air travel has like ups and downs. There's times that are relatively easy. Like kids love to run up and down in the airport. There's bathrooms, there's snacks. Like that's one thing I like about airports is it's like a giant convenience store. But um, checking in at like at the ticket counter is usually kind of stressful because it's a lot of waiting around for the kids and there's no space up there. I just like, I always have this image of being up there and you have like all your kids, your stroller, you still have all your suitcases at that point, And there's like no place to stand. Those little, like line, the little kiosks and stuff are meant for like one person. Like yeah. Eight. Um, yeah. so that's going to, and then security is kind of stressful. And then I always feel like the, the time on the airplane before takeoff is always like the longest wait for the kids. Oh, They're like, oh, yeah. we're on the plane. And then either you can't use your electronic stuff or now you can, but it's, it's always that time where like the tray tables have to be up and you're have to be buckled. And, and then once you're in the air, I feel like, except for that sort of horrible age range that I already talked about, it's, it's usually pretty good. So it's kind of like the, you got to get through the like hairier parts and then the rest is okay. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Do you, and are any of your kids nervous flyers? No. And I was a nervous flyer way later. Like I didn't yeah. occur to me Little to be. Little kids, it's like they don't even care. Yeah, I don't think so. Although I have talked to someone I recently talked to that their like four-year-old was terrified, which was really interesting to me. But no, I became a nervous flyer when I was like 18, I would say yeah. through through when I started traveling with kids because then I just plain did not have time to be worried because I had too much yeah. going on. Um, but no, my kids are, they like it. I do have one kid who gets really motion sick Mm. my oldest but she's so good at it she's such like a she's like I mean it's not fun but she throws up on almost every flight when we come down like the the descent but it's in the back she's like so business-like about it I like don't even I know she's like yeah I love when kids just take care of business like that I know she is and I do feel for her because there's always like that few minutes before where she really doesn't feel good but in terms of the actual puking like we've had a couple, you know, times, but since she was probably like three or four, she just knows what to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. Owen um, is the only one of my kids and he's, he was eight on our last flight. He's pretty nervous. And, you know, now we're too many of us to sit all together. We have, we break up into groups. He sits with his older brother cause then they can share a device and, you know, right. Um, right. and John and I either sit right in front or in the next row over when we can with Clara and right. the big boys are together. So I'm, I'm kind of checking him out. And every time I looked at him, he just had this look on his face of extreme discomfort. Like I wouldn't say he was in terror. <laughs> he just looked so anxious, but, we, but he, he was a trooper, but we had the, the first, and when we took off, he was sitting behind us. Um, and so it was him and William. And then they had a third empty seat and this man sat down and said, Hey boys, how are you? And it was so funny overhearing his conversation. Owen goes, well, um, I'm just reviewing the safety information in, in the event of a water landing. And the guy said, oh, well, let's just pray that doesn't happen. And Owen said, yeah. So have you ever seen the show Lost? <laughs> and the guy, poor guy, had no idea what to do with this. He's like, yeah, I've seen that. And Owen's just trying to like, you know, he's trying to kind of be very businesslike and, you know, just. So it. it was hilarious. So it was cute. so funny. Oh, my gosh. That's really funny. Yeah. Oh. So, Anyway, (laughs) well, I was just going to say, like, we have only flown ever two hours at a time. So it's, you know, and Claire was a toddler for our first flight. And 
was miraculously fine. And ever since then, she's been older. So I've never really had that, all those experiences that you're talking about. But I know a lot yeah, of people do. Well, the do long the ones, I'm really good at like, I get super, not freaked out, like worried, but like, I just get super uh, anxious about the long flights. And that's what we did this summer. That was, but yeah, the two hours and under, I just feel like that's again, where the philosophy of like, it's just going to be over soon, no matter how bad it is. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And that's kind of how it is with all you know, parenting yeah. stages and well, and then ages. road trips. I feel like long road trips again are like I had just haven't done them with kids, mm. and for some reason it feels more stressful to me. Maybe because I just be, probably just because I haven't done Honestly, them. Honestly, it, it and is and it isn't. Um, in my experience, I've done a lot of really long road trips with kids, up to fifteen or sixteen hours, yeah. and that was with babies. Um, yeah, you cannot imagine. Here's some of some of it is just you get in that mode. You know, if you just took me right now, like the way I am right this moment, and you plopped me into the middle of an eight-hour road trip with my toddler and my newborn, you know, from years ago, yeah, I would probably be freaking out. <laughs> yeah, but I was already in that stage where I just knew at some point the baby was going to cry. Yeah, um, possibly inconsolably, you know, I know. that's we the were made, main part yeah. that freaks me and out. And that would always it's, happen. And we would just yeah. have to plan that we would might have to stop. We, we did a lot of finding cheap hotels and stopping yeah. if it got too yeah. crazy. Cause we were just yeah. like, this is not going to work. Right. Uh, we would often try to see, and then there's always a trade off because you can, you can try to drive through the night. Right. Hoping right. they'll sleep. Um, then you won't get any sleep. And when right. you get, and then you're dead for two days, when you're dead and they're totally <laughs> wired because they right. slept all night. So I found that it was best we finally you know after lots of experimenting, what we decided to do was get a good night's sleep, get up really early because then mm-hmm. everyone was still kind of sleepy when you put them in the car. We just let them sleep right. in their clothes that they were going to wear the next right. day. Right. Kind of put them in the car a little, you know, a little drowsy. Um, start driving. Make sure we had planned to stop someplace to eat, get out and stretch your feet or stretch mm-hmm. your legs and throw food at them. We throw a lot of yeah. food. Yeah. And that's, you know, the only time when we would sort of relax some of our road, some of our eating oh, in the car totally. rules was yeah. on road trips because it just made everything so much easier. And Joe would make a big thing about going to the gas station and letting everyone choose one thing they wanted yeah. from the gas yeah. station. And of course, yeah. the boys want Slim Jims and whatever. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of thing, I just, again, I think you have to kind of lower your expectations a little bit about what it's going to be. And yeah, you know, it's great to pack games and to have all these like interactive things you can do with your kids. But the reality is that is not going to keep, you know, a game of like I spy right. or highway bingo. Right. Um, it'll keep people occupied for a while. Books on tape are great. Having right. playlists um, since the kids have been a little older. And the great thing is now like <clears throat> since Clara was even little, really little, she's been into the whole um, like making mom play DJ thing. So right. everyone throws out their requests and I decide what gets played next. And we have Spotify. So oh, we'll that's just, awesome. you know, choose yeah. songs. And even yeah. before when we just had a big music list on our phones, we would just play uh, yeah. stuff in the car. But I just kind of have to accept that my, my role uh, as the passenger is the navigator, the keeper of chargers. Yes. <laughs> and, and I've got people handing stuff up to me all the time. Oh, would you charge this? And, um, and also the DJ. That's just kind of yeah. my job. And I'll play and after a while I'll be like, okay guys, I don't want to look at this phone anymore. I'm just putting on an album or I'll put on a playlist right. that we all like. And so we'll do that. And we will often make playlists before we go on a trip. But now this Fun. is older kids. So everyone now is great, but yeah. they've been conditioned. We've been in the car yeah. since they were little, little kids yeah. and they just know how to be quiet Yeah, and wait till you get there. Yep. <laughs> and if they whine, yep. I will say, I don't answer to that tone. Yep. 
Yep. I can't hear you when you talk like that. And yep. and they they just figure it out. I don't know. It's like I feel like I should have some magical tips. No, but I think the the consistent theme here is that when you the first few times it's it's overwhelming and the more you do it, the more you realize that it's doable. So right. the reason road trips seem totally like freak me out is cuz just cuz we haven't done, we haven't them, done so. them. And and you do have to really add it. I mean, I don't like ever feeling rushed to get anywhere on a road trip because it'll never work you have to just give yourself time allow if you have to stop you know there's times where we will go on like we have friends who live in Ohio and they're about five hours away there's time we get in the car and we drive the five straight hours and we get there in five hours on the dot right there's times when we literally make four bathroom stops in the first hour and I'm thinking didn't we just how is this even like the kid who already peed has to pee again how is this possible (laughs) and you just I just think okay we're gonna get there we're not in a hurry. There's no reason why we have to be there right now. Right. Right. You know, it doesn't, an hour is not going to make or break this vacation. So right. let's just pull off if we have to. We've gotten right. very zen about that. Both my husband and I, we used to be much more like, right, you just went. And yeah. now my husband's a driver. He'll just say, okay, he gets yep. the next stop, you know, so yep. we've just no, I think really that's, that's chilled. Good. And that's like the big, that's the big difference between air travel and road trips and there's like pros and cons to both I mean like once you're on the plane you're gonna get there and so for Mm -hmm. me like because I kind of like predictable things like that's good whereas the road trip but on a road trip you have the flexibility so you can stop if you need to which the plane's not going to pull over so there's not as much sort of hurrying up and waiting right in road trips honestly if if it was anything five hours or less I would much prefer to drive than fly because I feel like by the time you add in the airport situation. Yep. No, I think, I think so and we're definitely time. getting there too. I think from now from toddler on, mm-hmm. um, again, yeah, I like that whole f- screaming baby inconsolable yeah. thing. It's like, and, so you know, and I, and there was a time when I had a newborn or a baby and would end up sitting in the back seat, making sure the pacifier didn't fall on the right. ground or, right. you know, yep. I, it, that was just kind of my role but for a while. And I, and I did it. I wouldn't want to go back to that. I like my spot in the front, like a, you know, <laughs> adult human, but sometimes, Yep. It's just the way it is. So, you know, I think that, that, I think that that's what this parenting thing is about, right? We get in these stages, you can resist them, you're afraid of them, you stop resisting them, you just get get into it, you just dig in, it gets easier and then you move on to the next thing. (laughs) Well, whoever out there is traveling this holiday, Megan and I will be in our pajamas, in our home. Sending you all the good travel vibes because whatever it is, we've been there. We've Throwing been there and on yes. planes and cars, diaper blowouts on oh planes and in cars. You have to have a sense Screaming of humor about that stuff too, on right? On planes and in cars, yeah. Like the we've diaper blowout. And what are you going to do about it? It's a baby. They poop. It's, it's yep. you know, it's just, it is, it is yep. what it is as they, yep. that's that saying that means nothing, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so I. So we, we have to kind of wrap this up, don't we? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we both have things now that we have to get off to. So Sarah, this has been great. Thanks so much yes. for being on the holiday episode. Everybody have a very happy holiday and um, we will be taking the next week off and then be back on New Year's Eve with a great episode um, that is going to be very inspiring for the new year. So Awesome. Awesome. You well, then. you guys have a Merry Christmas, Megan. You too. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Thanks again for listening to this special holiday episode of the Home Hour. Um, we will have brief show notes. I guess we didn't really talk about anything that we need to link to, but if you want to check out the show notes, they will be at thehappiesthome.com backslash episode 46, or you can just go to thehomehour.com to find, um, 
the show notes for all episodes of the home hour. We will be taking next week off, but we will be back January 1st, New Year's Day, with a great special episode with Karen Walren, um, who is the blogger behind Chuk and Luke's, and she will be talking about living with intention in 2015. It's a great interview, so definitely make sure that you check back. Have a very happy holiday and a happy new year, and we'll see you in 2015.